You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. If you'll turn to Luke 15, 1 through 10. I am reading through the, in the CSB, uh, but later on I will switch over to the NLT. So Luke 15, 1, and 10, 1 through 10. All the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him, and the Pharisees and scribes were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? Verse 5, When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. And coming home, he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. Verse 8, Or what woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found the silver coin I lost. I tell you, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. So verses 1 and 2. Um, and what's helped me is Dylan has been pushing me for a while to, to start watching the, the Chosen. And it's not that I didn't want to watch it, but most Jesus shows are just kind of not that good, to be honest. Like that. I like good TV. You know, and I want to feel a connection. And, but I started watching it, and it's real. And it's, I'm a very visual person and a visual learner, so to see these things put in context in a way that I can feel with it and see in a lot of what we've been studying the last several months, and to see that, and I remember watching this story right here happen as Jesus is, is using the lost sheep. You know, and, and to see the visual of, you know, I've read about my whole life about the Pharisees and how they acted and how they were. And that was sort of easy to kind of put in context, but to see it visually, and gosh, it just seems like that happens so much even today. You know, the, the, the segregation and the separation of, of things because of the way you believe and what you think. And that's on both sides. I think we do that a lot too. But Luke 15, 1 and 2, all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him, and the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So as I was studying to look at those things like, and a lot of us know this, but Pharisees had nothing to do with sinners or had nothing to do with people that weren't like them. They were separate. The word wasn't for the lost. The word wasn't for them. They didn't associate with people who didn't think or believe like them. They didn't accept the behavior, but they also didn't love and take the word to them. And for me, to me, that's very important. You know, we don't accept the behavior, but we have to love. And that's what Jesus came and showed us about all this, was to shake things up and show that we have to, that he is for everyone. No matter what your background, no matter what you've done, no matter how distant you feel from God, it is for everyone. Jesus came to challenge and to love. He took himself to the, he is the word, he was the word, he took himself to those who needed it. 
verses 3 and 4. So he told them this parable, what man among you, and if you haven't watched The Chosen, like I highly recommend it, but just seeing this, like to see like the strength, the humanity, the tenderness, I won't say anger, but the sternness of him, like it's all, you know, it's all encapsulated in this show, and it just, for me, who's visual learner, again, it's just great, but what man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it. So as we see throughout scripture, Jesus uses relevant stories and relevant analogies to reach those people. Probably wouldn't use sheep for us today because there's not many shepherds in the room, you know, per se. That's very true. Well, I'm getting there. Don't get ahead of me. Fine, here, you do it. Okay. But that's what I thought about, though, was of all the parents in here and, and the, the people that I know that are in this room, and, and I know my two parents would do this, but I think about your children. You know, you got, how many of you got? Well, you got one that's, they're, they're good. I mean, you still got to pay attention, but they're, they're living right. They're, they're on the right path, and then you have the one who wonders. Who wouldn't leave in... I love you. I'll be back. I got to go. I mean, who amongst us would not go get our child and do everything we could to save them and get to them? I think everybody in this room and most of us out there would do that. We would go get our children. And that's what we are. We're children. We are God's child. We are the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd. Now, here in a moment, I'm going to show a small clip from the movie... um, Secret Life of Pets 2. Um, and this is just what I thought about. And a lot of us know sheep are not exactly the smartest you know, animals there are. And I feel like I'm one of those sheep. Like, we, we do things, and this kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But in this movie, the, the, one of the dogs is trying to do the right thing, but screws it all up. The pen breaks open. Cotton, the little bitty sheep, gets out. If you, any parents or grandparents, you may have seen it. Some of you may have not. I'm sorry. But this is what I thought about and, and kind of what we do, if you don't mind playing. Cut! What are you doing down there? There's apples in this tree. All right, just don't panic. Oh, man. There's a lot more, too, but stupid sheep. I mean, he's out there. And why are you do, what are you doing down there? Why are you following? There's apples. Like, but I thought about, like, of the sin that we do and the things that we follow kind of blindly. Sometimes we know what we're getting into, but sometimes we just kind of follow blindly. And she's like, that sheep had no idea of the danger that was underneath it. And I think we get there a lot of times. Or we have been there. Or we know people that are there that are just on that cliff but really don't know what's at the bottom of it. Isn't it comforting to know that he will come for us? But our job is to accept him. And there's a song, you know, that talks about, there's about the 99, but that, that he will leave the 99, he will leave the 99 and come get you when you have faltered, when you have left, when you're lost, when you don't know, when you wander off and you really, not, you really don't realize you've wandered off. It's just a, it doesn't just happen all of a sudden. It's a gradual thing that you kind of don't realize has happened. Then all of a sudden you're on, you're on a tree limb and don't know where you are because you were distracted 
you were attracted by something that you didn't need to be attracted by or you're there. But he leaves and goes and gets them. But again, and, and it happened, of course, it is a kid's movie. It's not like it fell off and died, but even that sheep had to accept the saving. Verses 5 through 7. When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. And coming home, he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. It was hard for these Pharisees to comprehend because they were such law-abiding people. In in the show, one of them, I think it was um, Simon Peter was like, yeah, we have 300 and blah, blah laws to follow. Well, no, no wonder there was a problem with that. There were so many, but some of them were pretty good at following it. But they, they, the Pharisees couldn't understand that it had to go to the lost, and when that lost was brought back, that it was a celebration. I think we have a pretty good understanding of that. Because I've seen it in here, I've seen it with myself, I've seen it with many people in here, but we're to rejoice and celebrate when the lost comes back. Verses 8 through 10. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. Now I'm reading from the NLT now. Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. I kind of think of when you, when you lose your keys and you're in a hurry and you can't find you've you got to get somewhere. Of course, my dad always says, well, it's right where you left them. Well, well no kidding, dad, you know, but <laughs> still lost them, you know. But it's kind of like, it's always when you have to be somewhere. So, hey, you're t- hey I lost my keys, got to find them. And so when you do find them, what do you do? I found them. I'm on my way, you know. But as I was researching and studying these things, it was possible but that this coin was um, a precious ornament to this woman, possibly worn on a necklace, so something that was sentimental. So it wasn't just necessarily money. It was something that meant something to her. It was special. The lost belong to God whether they know it or not. Who struggles or has forgotten that they belong to God? I've been battling it this week. Shocking that I'm teaching on it, but that's something that I have battled with. That Sometimes I have believed a lie that I don't belong to him. Or that I can't earn his grace. And I know better. I know the truth. Charles Spurgeon said, Justin, do we have this one or not? It's okay if not. I know you're a one-man show back there today. Okay. Charles Spurgeon said, The piece of silver was lost, but still claimed. Observe that the woman called the money my piece, which was lost. When she lost its possession, she did not lose her right to it. It did not become somebody else's when it slipped out of her hand and fell upon the floor. 
when I was lost, I didn't become Satan's. I was still Jesus's child. I was still his sheep. I'm the one who caused the separation. Or let Satan interfere and get that way. He didn't go anywhere. Jesus didn't go anywhere. But I know what he did. He came in. He didn't stay where he was. He came after me. And I've talked about it last time, sitting in that muddy pit and not wanting to get out of it. And he came and sat with me. Another one of the fire. We sang that song earlier. He'll come to you and he will sit with you. And I've said it before, sometimes he will drag you out, but sometimes he's going to sit there with you for a while. Because you have to make the decision to either get out or be drug out. So that's why I go back to earlier. Like we, it's our job to accept him. It's the, he's going to come after us. And we've seen it so many times where somebody's lost or they have faltered off and God's going after them, but they don't accept it. And that's where we come in and we got to love and keep loving no matter what. We have to hold on to that hope that they will one day repent and accept. So I want to ask you today, who do you identify with? And let's go back to the very beginning. Are you the Pharisee that doesn't want to associate with sinners? I'm not talking about we need to stay around good people. I understand. Like, we know that. We need to stay around people who will lift us up. I'm not talking about living that life. I'm talking about, but are we okay with going out into the world like we're commanded to do and be around those people to show them? Or do we hold our noses up at them and not associate at all? Are you the lost sheep right now? Have you wandered off without even knowing it? Or maybe you know you've wandered off and you're not quite sure what you need to do. Or maybe you're the 99 righteous. Maybe things are good right now. Maybe things are good. Are you sticking with the righteous or are you taking Jesus to the lost? Are you sticking with the righteous or are you taking Jesus to the lost? Number two, are you lost? I'm going to ask the worship team to come now. But those that are at home or in here, I want you to think about, are you lost? Three takeaways from, from today. The commonalities in these two parables is that something is lost. But what happened to both of them? The owner dropped everything that they were doing to go find the lost to go find the hurting. They dropped everything to go search for it. What's the second commonality? There was a celebration that occurred. A celebration will occur. If, if something's stirring, if the spirit's stirring, but something else is trying to hold you back, I don't like, I don't like using a safe space because that's 2021, but it is safe here. There's, no, there's so many people that have done some things that were lost and are now found. And honestly, that's all of us in this room. And I still feel like at times we hold back. We hold back instead of, letting, instead of listening to the Spirit and being stirred and getting up and doing something about it. I've said it before, we, got, we have 
the divorced people here. We have alcoholics. We have drugs. We have family problems. We have all kinds of things here. Nobody's any better than anybody else. We've all been there. Just don't want that to hold us back anymore. Third thing, what does this say about Jesus? Aside from all the lies that we believe that this world tells us, that the devil tells us, that his demons and minions tell us, he loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you. How many of us have felt like we weren't wanted before? I'll be out this morning. I felt like it. (laughs) But he wants you. He wants to sit in communion with you. He wants to hold hold you. Jesus, we thank you for wanting us. We thank you for caring for us. And we thank you for loving us so much that you came and died on a cross, a painful death, and you knew what was going to happen. You knew what was ahead of you. And you faced it and you did it anyways. May you give us the strength and power in your name to go out into this world and to share your love and to learn from our mistakes and not beat ourselves up when we don't make the right decision, that we turn to you and that we love others the way that you loved us. Will we ever accomplish it? I don't know. But by gosh, we want to try. And I ask you to bless us with that as we go into this week, whether at home or here in the school starting in everyday life, that we remember you and what you did for us And that you know exactly how we feel in those moments of desperation and anger and hurt that you've been there, you know. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for all that you do for us and for wanting us so much. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.